Blog Talk Radio.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mr. Edwin Hawkins this morning. <laughs> An old happy day. Oh, that was way back in the day right there. Yeah, when I was a teenager, uh, he brought that out and kind of changed gospel music a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, raining here, a little bit drizzling now. It was, I mean, pouring down, but then that only lasts for a few minutes and that was gone. But I thank God. <laughs> and uh, we're moving right on. We thank him for another week ending. Thank him for another Friday. Hallelujah. Friday, February the 3rd, 2023. We are grateful unto him for this day. Yeah, this is a day we never saw before. Yeah. And uh, we're grateful in the day because God made it and the day is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many times what comes through the day, during the day, may not feel so good to us, but the day itself is good. And we can lift our hands to God and let him know this is the day that you've made. Father, I will rejoice and be glad in this day. I may not see tomorrow. Yesterday is gone, but you gave me today. Hallelujah. So I'm grateful. I appreciate you. I love you. Hallelujah. Give him some praise, you know. Tell him thank you, thank you. Thank you, because when those praises go up, the blessings of God come down quicker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. was blessed on yesterday. Hallelujah. The day before, the day, yeah, God is in the blessing business. Uncommon blessings. I love uncommon blessings because it's not what you get every day. And uh, it's really not what you're expecting. You didn't expect God to move in this way. Yeah, but he gave you uncommon favor, uncommon blessings, uncommon miracles, and especially if you're a giver, hallelujah, he will open some doors for you, yes, he will, I am a living witness, and uh, I thank God, I thank God for it, and uh, we're going to prayer, and uh, after prayer, we're going to take a listen to the wolf is at the door, and the reason I play this every now and then because in the beginning of the year, God come reminding us of things. And all of this help us to remember what he has said concerning us. And we need to, because we need to get it right with Almighty God who have all power. Hallelujah. Intercessors, I'm going to ask you to touch and agree with me this morning. Hallelujah. We thank God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning thanking you for a brand new day. Thank you for a week ending. You brought us all the way up until this present time. Father, we remember yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. But we have today. Help us to lift you up today. Help us to walk in the spirit today. Help us to seek you with our whole heart today, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. We come this morning bringing every caller and every listener. Father, we ask that you would bless these, your people, those coming through the podcast and the archives. Bless like never before this day. Father, many standing in need of many things. Healing, oh God. Finances. Heart changes. Mind regulations. God, fix it today for your people. In the name of Jesus, we know that you have all power and there's nothing too hard for you to do. Father, bless their families and 
friends near and far. Move today in a mighty way. February the 3rd, 2023, in our time, oh God. For your people today again, in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you would heal those that are sick today. Move by your spirit, Lord, for them. You took a beating for the healing of the nations. There's yet healing in the hem of your garment. Father, move in a mighty way today. We're looking for you. We're looking to the hills from which cometh our help. For healing, O oh God, our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And Father, if you don't heal us, we won't be healed. We need your special touch this morning. God, we need you to pluck it out from the root so that it, this particular illness will never come back again in the name of Jesus. Or do it for us, Lord. We can't do it. We're waiting on you. And, Lord, we believe that you're coming to heal us right now. We believe you're coming to heal us right now, oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, Father, we pray for those that are incarcerated, and, Lord, especially those that are innocent. I know that can be traumatizing when you know you didn't do something, and they send you away for a long time, and you are locked up. Have mercy this morning, oh God. Those that are guilty, God, we ask that you would bless them and send someone to plant the seed and water and fertilize, oh God. But we know it's you that would give the increase. Bless their families. Do it for them today. Father, I bring Sir Charles before you this morning. And Lord, I ask that while he's locked up, that God, you will speak to his heart and mind and let you fix it for him or in the name of Jesus. Lord, we know he went through much as a child, but God, we know you're able oh, to cut all kind of ties from all kind of foolishness. Do it today, oh God, for his sake, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, give him a testimony. Remind him, remind him, oh God, in Jesus' name. And Father, we ask that you would bless those that are in every branch of the military, widowers and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, Father, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, bless Israel and prosper Jerusalem. Continue to bless our brothers and sisters of the seas everywhere. Strengthen them, O oh God. And Father, supply the need in their life. Remind them that you're almighty God that have all power. There's nothing too hard for you to but it all starts with faith and trust in you and having the patience to wait on you. Thank you this morning for blessing our brothers and sisters overseas. And Father, we ask that you would bless America and the leadership and have mercy on all of us, oh God, because we can't point the finger at nobody. But Lord, we know that you are able to speak to the hearts and minds of man. And we ask that you would do it in our leadership today. Speak, O oh Lord, your word to them that would bless the American people in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you this morning. We can't thank you enough. Father, I know that the word says, your word says, that the world will become wickeder and wiser. And this is what's happening. Lord, it's everywhere. They're killing people everywhere. We know that you know. We know that you see. And, Lord, you don't come against man's will. 
help this morning. Keep your people safe. Loose your protecting angels to stand watch to shield and protect us from all hurt, harm, or danger. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today, Father. Move by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. Father, if we had 10,000 tongues, getting to praise you with everyone, it wouldn't be enough because you're more than God. Hallelujah. You're more than. And we thank you this morning. We give up all to you. We give it up and give it all to you. Leaving it on the altar, whatever is concerning us today, whatever our situation is today. Father, we lay it on the altar and we walk away trusting you. Hallelujah. To take care of it in Jesus' name. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We can't say thank you enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I know some people may say, well, who is Sir Charles? That's the senior bishop's son. That's Bishop Charles C. Woods, his son. His name was Charles, and he named his son Sir Charles because he always wanted him to be of royalty. Yeah, he always wanted him to be a good man. Yeah, I hadn't seen Sir Charles, I know, since he was about five years old. Yeah. And uh, on Facebook, on Facebook and stuff, I sent him a message and he wrote me back this morning. Yeah. Remember me and everything. I said, look at this little, this little boy right here. <laughs> so we thank God. We thank God this morning and uh, we give him glory, honor, and praise. And uh, this is the day again that the Lord has made. Let's go on and rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I feel all right right there. Amen goes right there. So, look, we're going to take a listen uh, to the wolf is at the door. Hallelujah. My message is entitled, The Wolf is at the Door. The Wolf is at the Door. Father, I thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for your word. It's a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. I thank you, Lord, for the indwelling presence of your Holy Spirit that gives us new hearts, Lord, so that we can stretch out beyond our limitations and be ambassadors of you and your word to all who can still hear. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of your spirit. I thank you for courage and compassion today. God, to speak things that need to be spoken in this generation. Help us, Lord, as a church, never to back away from truth. Help us to go forward and let it fall where it may. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. The wolf is at the door. Isaiah chapter 53. Prophet Isaiah says these words. Who has believed our report? Beginning at verse 1. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. 
Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You know, it's, it's so important before we even begin to look at this passage of Scripture to understand that it was a religious system that crucified Christ. You know, we understand that the Roman authorities were the instruments of his death, but it was the religious order of the day created by God's own people that put the Son of God on a cross. There were leaders in that generation, and they had, they had used their position over the people to garner titles for themselves. They had adorned themselves in righteous robes as they saw it, and they, they loved to parade among the people, as Jesus said, and be called master, teacher, teacher, teacher in the marketplace. But Jesus himself came in a form that he did not take on this form of grandeur that men give to themselves. And also, too, they created a system of salvation that was much wider and much more inclusive than the one that God had given to us. As a matter of fact, it was so narrow that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. They were so offended when he challenged their religious system because they had, they had created this wide door into eternal life and eternal bliss with God that doesn't exist. All kinds of people were coming into the temple defiled and going out defiled. They were living in manners and ways that the Bible clearly indicated would leave them excluded from the kingdom of God forever. And so in comes this man. He's not interested in their system. He's not trying to garner one of their titles. He's not doing things their way. The Bible says there was no beauty in him that we should desire him. He's not dressed in righteous robes. He's, he's not got boxes on his forehead. He's not walking around with tassels on his arms. He's not parading like some rooster before the people. Talking about how close to God he actually is. They despised him and rejected him because he challenged their religious system. They had created a system of redemption that did not exist. Do you understand? And that's the propensity of humankind. The original sin in the Garden of Eden is that we can be as God is. Remember, we can, we can become judges of what's good and what's evil. And if you take that to its logical extension, we can start declaring things that are, that are God forgives when he doesn't. We can start declaring behaviors righteous when they're not. We can start telling people they're going to heaven when they aren't. That is the grave, grave danger of religion. When humankind in its sin nature is allowed to take it and so twist it and so pervert it that it becomes something that God never intended it to be. Can you imagine sitting in a place as a professed or supposed believer in Christ only to end up at the throne of God one day to find out you've been outside the whole thing all along? What a tragedy that's going to be for so many. He was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. There was a, a heaviness in the heart of the Son of God as he looked on the people as sheep without a shepherd. But we hid our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. And we are, of course, reliving 
the scripture again in great measure in our day. In many, many places, even where God's people are gathering, the word of God is despised. And we are now gravitating to fancy preachers who have opened the door real wide to people who are not going to heaven, giving them false peace when they're not at peace with God. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 5:17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old things are what? Passed away. And behold, all things are become new. If, if we are in Christ, if Christ is in us, that means a new value system. It means a new heart. It means a new mind. It means a new way of speaking, thinking, living. It means that what God says is good is good, and what God says is evil is evil. We don't try to change that. We accept that from the Word of God. Now, this message is given to shepherds to bring us not only to the knowledge of our salvation, but to the freedom which Christ bought for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And by his beating, as it is, that he took on the cross, we are healed. The old things don't have power over us anymore unless we choose to let them. The old ways of living, speaking, thinking, doing are broken. And we become new creations in Christ. We are able to look back and say, thank God I'm not what I used to be. I'm not everything that I hoped to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be. And thank God I'm going to be one day what Christ is calling me to be. So there's this constant moving forward in the life of a genuine believer. Leaving an old way of thinking, an old way of living, an old way of speaking and moving to truth even when it's painful. The book of Proverbs says a righteous person swears to their own hurt and doesn't change. In other words, I say I'm going to do this and I do it because God's word says I should even if it causes me pain. And I don't turn from it. Now Paul was this kind of a shepherd. He he didn't hold back, as I said earlier. This is what he said in Acts chapter 20, verses 26 to 31. He said, therefore, I testify to you this day I'm innocent of the blood of all men. In other words, and this is the cry of my heart. If anyone here today hearing my voice ends up in hell, let it not be my fault. Let it never be because I didn't declare to you the whole counsel of God or I didn't warn you of something that had the power to drag you down into eternal darkness. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Paul says, for this I know, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone, he said, day and night with tears. Paul said there's going to be wolves that are going to come and they're all already, there's packs of them now. It's not just a few, there's many now in our generation. And they're going to come to devour the sacrifice of Christ and the promise of new life. Through him. They're going to promise you liberty, as the scripture says in the New Testament, but they themselves are the slaves to corruption. They're promising something they, they're not experiencing themselves and they can't deliver it. Listen to what Jude says, the last 
book of the New Testament before the book of the Revelation. Verse 3 says, Behold, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities round about them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Here's what the wolves do. They teach that you can live a lifestyle against the word of God and still claim heaven as your eternal home. That is the wolf that's now at the door of the Christian church in America. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. That means people who engage in sexual intercourse outside of the bonds of marriage between one man and one woman. Fornicators are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Settle it. It's in the word of God. Don't be deceived into thinking you can live in a moral lifestyle and heaven will still be your home. So hard for this generation to hear. When you've got preachers standing in pulpits saying, well, God understands your need and God is a God of love and God won't send anybody to hell. No, that's not true. God is a God of love. We know that. But the Bible tells us that fornicators have no inheritance in the kingdom of God. Nor idolaters, people who have other loves in there. Something that is in your life that, that is, is, is your whole obsession Churches or Christ is just a little part of your life, but there's something else in your life that you're pursuing. Nor adulterers, people who engage, who are married, but engage. And, you know, today we take words like adultery and we call it an extramarital affair, as if it's a black tie event. You know, you are invited to an extramarital affair next Friday at 5 o'clock. Bible calls it adultery. Adultery. Settle it. Deal with it. Sex outside of marriage will keep you outside of the kingdom of God. And sex outside of the bonds of the person that you are married to, the, wife, the man or woman you're married to, will also keep you outside of the kingdom of God, unless it's repented of. Nor homosexuals, nor sodomites. In other words, that's both, men and women. Folks, listen. I understand the dilemma, in a sense, uh, that some might face in same-sex attraction. But I'm telling you, you can't give in to that lifestyle on any level because the Bible clearly says it will leave you outside the kingdom of God. <laughs> Jesus himself said, some people are eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven. So in other words, some people 
just live their lives without any sexual activity for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And he said, whoever can hear this, let them hear it. You know, you can, you go to a funeral, for example, and you can dress it up with flowers all around and you can, there's a death certificate and the preacher can get up and say nice words. But the reality is that the corpse is still dead. You can't make it live. It doesn't matter what you do. And it's the same with homosexual marriage, folks. I've got to say it straight out today. I'm not going to hold back on it. You can adorn it with flowers. You can get a certificate from City Hall. You, you can find some backslidden preacher to say nice words about it. But the wages of sin is still death. You can't change that. Now listen. I'll be called a hater for, for this message today. I understand that. But I'm not a hater. If I hated you, I'd let you go to hell. If I hated you, I'd let you die in your sin. If I walk down the street and your house is on fire and you're up in your bedroom window and I don't warn you, Am I really a good neighbor? Do I really love you? Do I really care about your eternal destiny? You can curse me out of your bedroom window all you want, but I will still warn you that your house is on fire for your soul's sake. Nor thieves. Lest we should think that we're just going to focus on one thing. Nor thieves. That means people who steal. That's simple. People who steal, people who steal a little, they have a contract maybe and steal a little bit more than they should. Income tax time is coming around, folks. Are you going to pay your taxes? <laughs> nor covetous, nor drunkards. People who come to church this morning, but you were out at a club last night. You're drinking and dancing and, and this foolishness. I'm out there to share the testimony of Christ. Who are you kidding? If you really are there to do that, stand on the sidewalk with pamphlets in your hand and give it to the drunks coming out of the club. You don't need to be in there with them. No revilers. You know, especially in, in this environment we're now living in, in this country at this time, where reviling has is is, is become the speech of the day, where it's, it's fashionable just to curse everybody around you. You know, Paul said revilers don't inherit the kingdom of God. We have a different heart. We have a different spirit. We're, we're a different kind of people. Jesus himself said, blessed are the peacemakers. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I love that. Would be to God that I can honestly say that of everybody here today. Such were some of you. But you are sanctified. That means you are set apart for the kingdom of God. You are, you, 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 you honestly repented. You walked away. You moved away from what God's word says is wrong. You can't make it right. You can't change it. It doesn't matter if a million people say, oh, isn't this wonderful? If God's word says it's not, it's not. You are sanctified. You walked away. You walked away from these old ways of thinking, these old behaviors and all of these things. And you set yourself apart for the kingdom of God. You're justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. 
Now, you and I are living in an hour where the wolf is heading to the door of the church, demanding in our generation that we bow down to this new definitions of good and evil. This is where we're living. The days of being able to say without penalty, what I'm saying today are, are over. If they're, not, if they're not over, they're very close to over. It's an amazing time that we're now living in. Jesus said in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. This is the point. There's a lot of hirelings in a lot of pulpits in America today. And they're, they're, they don't necessarily leave the people, but they leave biblical truth. They flee the truth when the wolf is at the door. When the wolf says, if you don't bow down, this is our golden statue. This is what this generation is going to look like. This is what you'll preach. These are the truths that you will espouse. They will bow down when the music plays to save themselves because it's always been about themselves, not about the people. The hireling will flee. And you, will, you are seeing and you will see a huge departure from biblical truth in the Christian church in this last hour we're living in. The Bible declares that there's going to be an apostasy, a great falling away in the last days from biblical truth. And the hirelings will lead the people, not into the narrow way of eternal life, but into that broad way of destruction. And they flee because it's always done about them. It's been about the robes. It's been about the praises of man. It's been about the titles. It's been about the numbers. It's been about the apparent evidences of success. Then when Christ comes and challenges them, they hate him. His own system hated him. His own people hated him. They pushed him away because he declared their definitions of salvation and truth to be bankrupt. He told them they were full of dead men's bones. He said, you go cross land and sea to get one convert and you make him twice the child of hell that you've become. These are the words of Christ. He warned us in the last days there would be a great falling away. He warned us. He said, you're going to be hated of all nations for my name's sake. You can't escape that. That's a promise in the word of God. We're going to be hated. It's starting now. You're seeing it in society. You're seeing it in the workplace. You can't even have an opinion on things anymore in this generation that we're now living in. Let me say it clearly now. Abortion for the cause of birth control or, or so that people, I understand there are extenuating circumstances, so please don't misquote me on this. But for the cause of just birth control or for the cause of having sexual pleasure and not having to deal with the life that it can create is sin Amen. in the sight of a holy God. It's a terrible sin in the sight of a holy God. In America today, the deliberate gender confusing of our children in grade school is sin in the sight of a holy God. In our high schools, forbidding our children to pray and creating this fictitious division between the state and the church, which doesn't exist. If you really study it, you'll understand it never existed. It was created by the godless. Forbidding our children to pray in our schools is sin in the sight of a holy God. 
in our colleges, allowing godless professors to rise up and mock God and radicalize a whole generation against even their own nation that was founded by God for the purpose of being able to worship according to the word of God and freely by conscience is sin in the sight of a holy God. And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Praise be to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So let this society despise him. Let them consider him ordinary. Let them rebel against his words. But this day, if, as Joshua once said, if it be hard to follow the Lord, that's your choice. Choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. By the grace of God, we will not bow before the wolf in this generation. By the grace of God, we will stand for the truth of God. By the grace of God, we will pray again. We will pray again as a church age. By the grace of God, we will stand up unashamed for the truth of Jesus Christ. We stand on the side of victory. We stand on the side. We stand on the side of eternal life in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. And as uh, David the king once did, we will stand in this generation against the lion and the bear and everything that comes in to devour our children and to devour the people of God. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to rise up. It's time for the people of God to fight back. It's time for us to begin to pray. It's time to run for public office. It's time for teachers to speak. It's time. It's time for the people of God. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Glory, 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 glory. The true shepherds of God in this generation are going to care more for the people than for their own safety more than our own reputation. Amen. It's not going to be an easy road. But I don't know about you, but I'm not giving up this generation to darkness. I'm going to stand because the Word of God stands forever. The opinions of men are like grains of sand on the seashore. They'll fall into nowhere. But the Word of God abides forever. Now here's where I conclude. If you're living in sin I plead with you while there's still time turn turn from it and trust God for the strength I know there's some sitting here or listening online or they're in the annex and they say you don't know how deep the bondage is you don't, you don't know how powerful the draw is 
No, I don't. But I know the Spirit of God is more powerful than all of that put together. And I know the promise of God is that we will have a new life, an eternal life. The days of living in Christian ease is over in America, folks. It's over. We're about to join our brothers and sisters in China and other places who are being persecuted for what they believe. In Iran, who are being jailed and put to death for believing in Christ. We've lived a very comfortable, very lazy Christianity in America, but those days are over. The wolf is now at the door. Pray for those of us who lead in any capacity that God would give us courage. As I pray for you, that God would give you a cleanness of life and practice and heart and give you the courage to speak up in whatever environment you find yourself in. Our children are starving for truth in this generation and they're wide open. There's only a few Goliaths that claim that they have the power to keep us from being the people of God. But they don't. So I challenge you with all my heart, turn from sin, find that new life in Christ and rise up and be the person that God's called you to be. We're going to sing for just a few moments. We're going to worship. I guess my other call is just twofold today. It's for people that say, oh God, help me please to turn from this thing in my life. I don't have to tell you what it is. You already know. Help me to turn away from watching pornography. Help me to turn away from drink. Help me, God, to turn away from that flirtation in the office. Help me, God, help me, God, to stop railing. Get me off, get me out of the seat of the scornful and help me to walk with the righteous. Deliver me, God, from cowardice and put a love for people in my heart that casts out all fear. Give me a voice to call this generation back to you again. And God help me not to cower under the fear of the repercussions that will come all of our way. You know, I was in Washington and there's an ex-general there who really <clears throat> gives courage to my heart every time I meet him and talk with him. And essentially, what he would say if he was standing here is, you have to fight for a cause higher than your own preservation. If it's just about preserving yourself, you'll flee when the enemy comes. If it's about others, you'll stand. May God give us the courage in this generation to stand for those that don't have a voice for themselves, for our children, for the unborn, for our high school students, for our college students, for every mother, every father, every child in this country that needs to know there's a Savior who died for them. Give us the grace to be kind and compassionate to all. Not judging anyone, we leave that to God. But reaching as far as we can reach into this mass of fallen humanity with this message of incredible grace that belongs to every person who turns to it through Jesus Christ. So Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you will today 
cause your kingdom to advance. You will give us the strength and courage that we now need as a people to stand against the onslaught of wickedness that wants to extinguish the testimony of your life and word. Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for courage for your people as others throughout the world have had to have. God, deliver us, Lord, from this life of ease that so many of your people have known and bring us into the true fight for the souls of men. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. God, we yield our bodies today to this purpose. We thank you in Jesus' name. So we're going to stand in a moment. For those who just, you just know you have to turn from something. And for those who want to turn towards Christ, maybe you don't have a struggle that I'm talking about in your life, but you say, God, I'm stuck in neutral. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going back and I'm not going forward. But today you say, I want to make a difference. I want my life to count. I want my voice to have authority. If that's you, we're going to stand. I'm going to ask you to make your way here. We're going to pray together and believe God to answer our prayer. In the annex, you can make your way here. We'll wait for you in the campus churches. Step between the screens, if you will. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, Every time I look at people at this altar, I see a mighty army of God. I, I do. I honestly do. So, Father, I pray today, Lord, that you would give every man, every woman, every young person who is at this altar who are responding in our campus churches or at home, courage, courage, Lord, and compassion. Lord, your word speaks of a perfect love that casts out fear. So, God, give us a love for people that we would not be afraid to speak truth without condemning them, without railing, just loving, and speaking the truth. Father, help those that are caught in sin to turn from it. Help us as your people, my God, to be clean. We who bear the treasure of Christ in these earthen vessels, cleanse us, God, of impurity and mixture and things that cause your voice not to be heard or your heart not to be seen. Give us the grace we need to be the people of God. Lord, help us. Help this nation. Give us a moment of mercy, Lord, to turn back to you again. Give us the grace to pray. Heal our homes, our families, our marriages, our children. My God, deliver us, Lord, from those that crept in to our schools, our colleges, and our high schools, Lord, and took captive our children. Deliver us, God. From this moment, as you delivered your people out of Egypt, deliver us, God, from those who are throwing our children into the river of confusion. Forgive us, Lord, as a people, as a nation, for what we allowed in our laziness to come into our borders. Forgive us, Lord God, for abdicating the training of our children and giving it to others, Lord, who took advantage and began to steal them from your kingdom. God, help us now to take our rightful place. Help the fathers here to take their place as the head of their home, as the guide, the spiritual guide of their families. Help the mothers to understand the incredible power that they have. Lord, it is truly said that the hand that rocks the cradle shapes the nation. That's true. That's true. I pray, God, for every, every woman here. 
God, I ask today, Lord, uh, that even from this meeting today, people would rise up and find your will and walk into it, Lord, with faith. Whatever it is, wherever you lead us, take us, Lord. We dedicate our lives to you, Lord. We dedicate our futures to you. We thank you for covering our past and our present failure and giving us the promise of new life into the future. Lord, we will not despise you. We will not turn our faces from you or lightly esteem you. Your word is the truth, Lord. It is the only guide we have into eternal life. So God, God help us, Lord. Help us to learn your word, to study your word, to know your word, and to cherish your word. Father, thank you for the great fruit that will be born into your kingdom just from the lives that are here at the altar and on their knees in their homes right now. Just thank you for the great fruit that will be born for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Feet back on 
You know, even if you, you, you know, we praying for everybody else, but there's some things we need. But we decide not to ask God because we thinking he's too busy. Too busy for who? <laughs> Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. Yeah, somebody told me he was omnipresent. He's with you and with me at the same time. <laughs> Look at how many believers in the world, yet he hear each one of us. So there are some times when you're going to be feeling like you're in the boat. Peter was in there. So we're going to look at Matthew's chapter 14, and I want to look at uh, 23. We'll start at 23 and go on down. This is what it says. And when he had sent the multitudes away, Jesus, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Now, I want to share this a little bit with you. There are times you're going to be by yourself. And you need to be by yourself because you have a personal prayer life and a personal Bible study life. You're seeking God for some things. You don't need everybody around you. Matter of fact, you don't need nobody around you. You're talking to the Heavenly Father. You're talking to God about what you need. So you're going to separate yourself and leave them over there. I've been in positions where we was having an event, and I had to leave out of the event, leave my family, my friends, and, and, and go outside and talk to the Lord in my truck. It wasn't concerning the event. It was concerning someone. And God put them on my heart while I'm inside the event. And I couldn't really get my prayer going right because too much distraction. So I went outside in my truck I by myself, nobody but me and the Lord, and I prayed the prayer of faith. Yeah. And I talked to the Lord about it. Because, see, he wasn't going over there, but he was going to send me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus uh, sent the multitudes away, and he went up into the mountains apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Some of us can't be alone five minutes. Because we got the cell phone going. We, we, we got the TV going, the radio. We have something going. Because we got to drown out everything. Our thoughts, our this, our that. In verse 24, it says, But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, right here, I assume the disciples was coming in the boat. And Jesus saw what was happening. 25 said, and in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Now, listen. In the fourth of your, your night, God can come and bless you. God can come and show you what to do to bless you and others. In the midnight hour, 1 o'clock in the morning, at 2 o'clock, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, you can have a relationship, a conversation of what to do with Jesus. I know we sang the song, prayer will fix it every time. Why you're calling he on the way, but he never left. He said he would be with us. Even until the end. You never leave us, nor forsake us. 
But we got to open our mouth and we got to talk to him and keep a constant talk going with him. Sometimes it may not be about what you need. It just may be that you just want to talk to somebody you know who will never tell your business. That may be the case. So in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Verse 26 says, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Look, he didn't give us the spirit of fear. Power, that's what he gave us. Love, that's what he gave us. And a sound mind. If your mind is not sound, you need to be talking to him about fixing your mind. But he said if you keep your mind on him, he'll keep you in perfect peace. But you first got to really have it. You really got to have it. You got to have his spirit living in you. Have you really asked God to fill you with his spirit? Baptize me in the Holy Ghost. Because there are many think they have it, but they don't. And simply because you talk about God, you pray, and, and God is blessing you, set aside, you can't help but be set aside. That's all you can do. You can't do what you used to do. These are the times to talk to God about your ministry, talk to God about your situation, and ask him for the true spirit of the Holy Ghost. Because if he's living in you and you got an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to you, you can obey God. You can help many people, many people. But even in all of that now, you feel you're yet going to have some troubles. It may be husband, wife, children, grandma. It's going to be something on the job, you know. Something you bought, it's, it's going to be some trouble. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Mm -hmm. They didn't know what it was. I'm sure if, if they had been in the spirit, they would have known who it was. But they jumped up because the boat was rocking, you know, waves. And, and sometime in your life, that's the way life appears. It's big waves up and down. The boat is just going from side to side. You holding on, hoping you don't get in the water and drown. Yeah. It's the deep waves of life. It's that boat of life. A loved one going to leave here. Sometimes you may not have money. Sometimes you may not have enough food. Sometimes you may be slight in paying your bills because you don't have all you need to take care of every bill. You may have to call a bill collector and set some payment arrangements up. There are some things you may have to do in this life. And simply because we have Jesus, it does not mean we are free from troubles. Yeah. So when your boat gets to rocking, the deep waves of life come in. You're tossed to and fro. You're going to stay on your knees in prayer. 
Ask God to strengthen you through your trials. You're going to ask God, Lord, help me to endure and give me the lesson out of this because he's trying to teach us something. Through every trial, he's trying to teach us something because he won't have us ignorant. He won't have us not knowing. Sometimes things come and people think it's the devil. It's not the devil. It's God. It's your trial. How would I know, Barbara? Well, I got a relationship. I got a prayer life. I got a Bible study life. He don't always tell us everything. Some things just come and we go through. Mm-hmm. But we stand on the word of God because it's a solid word. It won't break. It won't bend. It won't give in. It won't cave in. Yeah. The scriptures say stand, and after standing, stand some more, because you're standing on that solid foundation of God, standing on his word, standing on his promise. Hallelujah. Great promises. Thank you, Jesus. So 27 says, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. But straightway Jesus spake unto them. When he sees we fearful, when he sees we falling, when he sees we're coming short, he'll come and see. But many times our heart are not open. Many times we, we our spiritual ear is closed. We're walking in the natural. And when we're walking in the natural, we can't hear spiritual things. The word says carnal and spirit is always warring against each other. It's always fighting against each other. So sometimes because we're in that boat and our boat is rocking and reeling and the deep waves of life is carrying the boat to and fro and we're holding on but we're fearful, we can't hear. Again, our trials come to make us strong. So when we see that it's a trial and sometimes we don't see it until it's late. But we're still in the trial. But anything come my way that's not God, I know that's a that's the devil. And things come my way that will give me a spiritual lesson, I know that's God. Yeah, we got to fight. And sometimes we're so busy fighting until we don't see. We don't understand. Oh, but we serve a risen Savior. We serve a God that straightway you come and speak to us. <coughs> Excuse me. 27 says, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Hallelujah. 28 says, and Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And see, that, that's another thing we can do. We can ask him, Lord, is this you? Lord, is this of you? Lord, you really want me to go over there and get them people that hate me $500, Lord? Because he's he, he going to keep looking at your heart till he gets your full attention. Yeah, he's going to tug at it until he gives you some instructions, until he lets you know what's going on. Yeah, Lord, uh, should I go over there to the meeting? 
Lord, should I go to work today? Because sometimes in the morning things start happening to let you know don't go to work today. And that's the day when the break room blow up. That's the day when they came in and shooting. That's the day when some terrible things happen on the job, but you escaped it because that day he said, no, don't go to work. And you were able to obey that day. Yeah. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, is it be thou? Bid me to come unto thee on the water. Lord, if this you, all this trouble, do you want me to come on through this to you? Show me the way. He'll do it. 29 says, and he said, come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Let me tell you something. Uncommon things, things you never heard of, things you've never seen can take place when you come to God. They said you wouldn't make it. They said you wouldn't amount to nothing. They said you were stupid, you were dumb, you couldn't learn. and They said all kinds of things about you. But Jesus said, come. And if you'll get out that boat and walk to him, he got you. He got you. Things going to get better. Yeah. Because you come to Jesus. I've never known anyone who come to him and stayed the same. Everybody I know came to Jesus, they changed. Yeah, they was not the same. 29 again says, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Now, he had to get out that boat. He had to get out of it. So we got to get out the boat and come to Jesus. I'm talking to the saints of God today, the believers. We can't do the same thing expecting uh, different results. I got to kick my faith up a notch. I got to believe God. I got to trust him. And every time that my flesh or the enemy try to bring that thing back to my mind, I'm saying, no, Lord, forgive me. I put that on the altar before you, and I'm walking away. No, I'm not going back and get it. Because every time we keep thinking on it, thinking on it, dwelling on it, dwelling on it, that means we done took it from God and we got it. If you give it to him, walk away and leave it, let him have it. Don't go back and take that from him. Talking about uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of concerned. I'm not concerned if I gave it to God. Now coming to give it to him, I was. That's why I came and gave it to him. But once I give it to him, I'm not going to keep holding on to that. There is no need for it. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful unto him. Now it's downloaded. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lord. We're grateful unto him. Now look what 30 says. Well, let's go back over this one path. And he said, come. And when uh, Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. 30 says, verse 30 of chapter 14 of Matthew says, but when he saw the wind bolster, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. Listen, many times we'll get out the boat. 
and the wind is blowing. Life is, is, is just acting a donkey. And we want to become afraid. And when we become afraid, we don't keep the faith and the trust in God. We stop thinking. So now we're looking at ourselves. See, we done took our eyes off. Jesus said, come. We done took our eyes off him, and we're looking at what's happening around us. The, re- the repo people out front with the big truck that let you know they're there. Bill collectors calling. Somebody said dad is sick. Somebody said they had to rush grandmama to the hospital. On the job, they just cutting a pure donkey. Hey, I need you to go back and do that over. I, I need you to work overtime. I'm not asking. I'm, I'm telling you, I got to have you. All kind of stuff. When we take our eyes off Jesus and begin to look at the situation, this is why many can't put it on the altar and leave it there. Because they're looking at the situation. They're hearing what the people said to them. They're they feeling uh, their own way. They're being wise in their own eyes. they lean into their own understanding. Because they think they know the outcome of it because what's surrounding what's going on. But when he saw the wind bolsters, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. 31. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him <laughs> and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You see? You started looking at your situation. He said, come on out the boat. Come. He got up, got out the boat, started towards Jesus, and then he started looking at his circumstances. He started looking at, I can't, I can't really feed my family all I want to. Uh, 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 I can't buy my children the shoes that they really need. I, I like to buy quality shoes to make them last longer. I can't pay my house with note this month. I'm going to have to call and get an extension because we're hearing and looking at what's going on around us. But immediately when I called on Jesus, I cried saying, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught me and said unto me, O you of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? I doubted when I started looking down. I doubted when I went back and pulled all the bills out looking at them, trying to make them go away because they ain't going nowhere. And they add up to the same thing every time. Because you have a little faith. We got to come up in that faith and, and get big faith, get crazy faith. That's what they told me I had, and I'm thankful for crazy faith. Because if God said it, I believe it, and I'm going to walk in it. Yeah. So he said, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Where did you start doubting God at? I know they said they're going to come and take your car, your house, um, your timeshare, whatever you got. They said they're coming at it. But if God gave it to you, who's big enough to take what he gave you? I don't care how much money you owe on it. You don't have the money. God gave this to you. If you got faith, he's going to work it out. Let me tell you about this little bit. 
I was in Birmingham, Alabama. They turned my electric off. And I went a few days later to pay the bill. And they told me, you don't owe. I said, what? She said, somebody paid the bill for you. From that day to this one, I know it was the Lord, but from that day to this one, I never found out a natural human being who it was in the natural that would pay that bill for me. Because the past few days back, I prayed. Because I didn't have nothing else but prayer. I didn't have the money. And when I got the money, I went to pay it. They said it was already paid. Huh? Don't tell me what he can't do. Don't tell me what faith won't do. You can tell me what doubt does, because I know about doubt, and you ain't going to get nothing. But if you'll keep the faith, if you'll trust God, get out of the boat now. No need to stay in the boat any longer. You can come on out and walk towards Jesus. Keep your eye on him, and you will walk the water straight to him. But if you doubt, you're going to start sinking. 32 says, and when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Did you hear that? Why? Oh, ye a little faith. A quick trial, just that quick. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. The wind stopped. Listen, when we come to Jesus and we get our business fixed with him, He'll stop the deep waves of life. He'll stop the uh, uh, heavy winds of life. Uh, you're out the boat. You made up your mind to get out the boat and come to Jesus. You're not just getting out the boat. You're on the water. So if you get out the boat and you're on the water, yeah, you can drown. But if you get out that boat and come to Jesus, you're going to be all right. It's already all right today. Hallelujah. 33 says, then they that were in the ship came and worshiped him, saying, of a truth, thou art the son of God. Yeah. Now, now, now a lot of us need that. A lot of us need that uh, proof. We need signs and wonders. I know people who want to live their life off a word. Oh, it's a prophet over here. Let me go see what the prophet goes. How about living your life off them 66 books? Because the prophet going to leave with your money, hopefully. So <laughs> that's the aim. Get them dollars and rolls and tell you a prophet is worthy of his, a uh, 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 laborer is worthy of his hire. A prophet is worthy. I done told you something. You know it to be the truth. Now lose that money, honey. Yeah, that's the way men I'm wrong. I'm so glad. I just tell God thank you and keep it moving. I'm grateful that I'm a vessel that he can use. Got time for no money and all of that. Yeah. Then they that then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth. Thou art the son of God. Once he showed them some proof. 
Lord, I, 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 I just need you to show me. That Mike, that Mike Murdoch used to have me screaming. Mike said he used to tell God, Lord, if you want me to get a thousand dollars, let three cameras walk in the room. I hollered. But that's the way some of us operate. We make deals. We try to make deals with God. Lord, if you do this, I'm going to do that. You know, the very intent of our hearts. No need to bargain with God like that. He said, asking it will be given. Seeking you'll find. Knocking the door will be open. He said, nothing about no bargaining. I, I didn't read the bargain part yet. Maybe somebody can show me where I can bargain with God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. And they that come to him, we must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. No bargaining. Now faith is. I got to have faith. I got to work on trusting God. Because see, sometimes you're not going to hear nothing, feel nothing, and see nothing. Yesterday morning before I woke up, well, right after I woke up a while and, and devotion and everything come, I, I got back on the couch. And I said, well, I'm going to lay out just a few more minutes and then I get up. I'm getting up in enough time, you know, to do everything. The spirit of praise came on me. I, I was thinking about laying out, you know, taking a nod, taking a quick nap. And the spirit of praise came on me. I couldn't do nothing but praise him. During the show yesterday, the spirit of praise come. After the show and everything, I got to see what was going on. He did big things. Going to praise me now. Yeah, because I'm about to surprise you real good. I'm about to knock them socks off. Yeah. But we got to praise him. We got to keep the faith in him. And work on trusting. Somebody say, but Sister Barbara, you understand, I couldn't even trust my own family. I couldn't even trust my own mother. It's a bad thing when you can't trust your mom. But he's not mom. He's no, nowhere near like mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we thank God this morning, and I just wanted to bring a, a, a really quick little word there. Uh, good morning, Apostle. God bless you this morning. Um, because I couldn't get Terry K in there today. But now it's fixed. It's working. So I'm taking it as this what God wanted me to do this morning. He wanted me to share, get out the boat now. Now is the time to get out that boat. You're not just getting out the boat. You're coming to Jesus. Peter said, Lord, if that's you, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Yeah. This is what he said. Lord, if it, is, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. Let me walk on it with you. And Jesus said, come. We can go to the Lord for any situation we feel that we're in. Because I'm telling you, life have deep waves. The sun's going to shine too hot sometimes. The winter's going to be too cold. It's going to snow. It's going to rain. It's going to do all kind of things. 
And we consider that being in the boat and the boat rocking back and forth and shaking in the deep waves of life. And guess what? We see Jesus coming. Yeah, you might be with family members, church members, and say, child, that looks like, who is that coming? Oh, they kind of big. I'm, I don't know. We might need to go there. Oh, I ain't got no no kind of weapon. And then the Lord speaks. You say, oh, that's God. Yeah. But if you in the habit of trusting him, remember I told you perfect practice make perfect. If we practice and trust in him, when we look, he's coming, we'll know who's coming. He will allow us to know. But we got to open these spiritual ears and spiritual eyes so we can hear and see the move of God. We can see God when he's coming. We'll know the difference between foolishness and God. Even in the church, you'll know the difference. I've seen people, it's time for them to go. They won't go. They're scared to go because this is where God put me. Yeah, he put you there for a season, but now it's time to go. Uh-uh. They stay there and take their abuse. So I'm not one of those kind of people. You're just not going to talk to me any kind of way and handle me any kind of way. Now, you're just not going to do that. I, I'm, I'm just knowing that is not God. That's some foolishness, and I'm weak. And I'm not seeking the Lord. I'm seeking my flesh. But when I'm seeking God, he's going to let me know it's time to go now. You done got all I needed you to get from over here. I used you over here. But it's time to go on to the next spot. Because if you go to the next spot, then what's going to happen? I'm going to use you again. I'm going to bless you again. But this time, I'm giving you uncommon things. See, because each level goes higher and higher. Yeah. And so we thank God this morning that his word holds true. And there is nothing too hard for God. Can we talk about this boat this morning? Can we talk about the deep waves of life and how the sea is roaring and the boat is shaking? And we in the boat. But it's time to get out. Get out the boat now. So can we discuss that this morning? Somebody got to have something they can say. I remember when I was this and that or that and this, and it may not be that. It may be something else about that boat. You may have something you want to add. Feel free to press that number one and come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me let me try something right quick, too, because it used to work, but it's can you hear that? Let me know if you can hear that, Brother Lewis. Sister Dot, somebody who woke. Could you hear that? Yeah, anybody. Just, just send me something on faith. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, okay, okay. All right. All right, wait a minute. Okay, Sister Doc said she heard a little. Thank you so much. Now I know it's working. I, I, I must have to turn it up. Yeah. But it, that's the uh, King James Version that play audio. 
and I wanted you to hear, you know, what I play a scripture. You can hear it too. All right, we're moving right along. Listen, studio is open. I'm going to a song while we can see if somebody can make up a mind to come in or, or whatever.
coming this morning, how great is our God. How great is he to you? Hallelujah. He is super great. Uh Uh-huh. How great, how great, how great is our God. Listen, doing great and wonderful things. (laughs) Good morning, Sion. God bless you. Yeah, he's a great God. Great and precious promises he has given to us. Look what he said. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Where your faith on that? Oh, I, I, I heard what they said. <laughs> and I, I even seen them come, but guess what? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Nothing is going to go on. I'm going to just that's it. Nothing is going to be taken from me. Nothing is going to be destroyed. And that's the way I feel about my children. I'm going on what he said, not on what I think, not on what I see. I'm banking on what he said because I know it to be the truth. He don't speak lies. Hallelujah. And even if something bad happens to your children, they're going to come out with a great testimony. Great testimony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How great is our God. Thank you, Jesus. He's the great God on our side. Listen, if you can press that number one if you feel it and come in and share with us about get out the boat now. All right. Good morning, Minister Shonda. God bless you. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I am blessed. Well, I just wanted to call in and share something. And I said, uh, I don't really know if it arrives with uh, Get Out the Boat. But um, as I was listening to your program, um, I was thinking about um, what the service over at a community that um, I guess people say it's underprivileged, but anyways, I had been asked to come in April uh, to help uh, serve food again, and I really, because I just got so much going on, didn't know if I should, so I prayed to God as I was listening to the program because um, I thought about Proverbs 3 and all your ways acknowledge him. And so I asked him, you know, Lord, should should I go? And what came to me was this verse, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I wasn't thinking of that verse, so I knew that was the Holy Spirit. So I said, I'm going because there is work to be done. So I just wanted to call and just share that and thank God for his Holy Spirit and how he brings his word back to our remembrance. And he is that good and he's listening um, to our prayers. And I just thank him for that. And I just hope everybody has a blessed and good, prosperous weekend in Jesus' name. Thank you, Evangelist. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, Shonda. And uh, 
uh, fiance, same to you, same to you. Listen, uh, if there's anyone else, feel free to press that number one. Because many times I have asked the Lord this, Lord, if this is not you, don't let me do it. I only want to do it if you want me to do it. I don't want to do it if I want to do it. They want me to do it. I, I slowed down on traveling. I used to run them streets. Y'all better hear me. <laughs> I tell And I love going. And I, I look, if I had to spend my own money to be a blessing to a ministry, I would. Yeah, I would. And uh, I just love to go. And then when I get there, I love how God was showing. And I was so excited, so excited that he could use me as a vessel. Small church, and I love in small churches. I love the church where everybody know everybody and uh, one neighbor on this corner and another neighbor on the other corner across the street. I like all of that. You can walk to each other's house and all. Yeah. Y'all go down to the church at 12 o'clock and pray. I like all that kind of carrying on. Them that's not working. A lot of times to be the older saints because they done retired. Yeah, 12 o'clock come the deacon go down there and I mean he pray the prayer faith. Yeah, I like all that kind of carrying on. But the Lord slowed it down. Yeah, he slowed it down. And he didn't just slow it down, but he found another avenue for me to still spread the good news of him. Yeah. Still spread the good news of Jesus. Oh, I thank him today. <laughs> I love him today. Because, see, it, it was never about prestige. It was never about glit and glamour. It was never about how I looked. Because looks can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. Married a quite handsome man. Woo! We could. We could be together and women still be looking. They, they didn't. It was like they didn't even see me. They only saw him smiling, and he was something serious, crazy. Hey, I said, I said well, look at that. Said, Let's go. Let's just go because you don't know how to act in the public. You know they're gonna look at you. No point in getting upset. I mean, he could say some ugly things too. Oh my goodness. I had to help him. Looks can be deceiving. It looks so good on the outside. Woo! I want that because it looks so good. But when you open it up, it's rotten. You got to throw it away. It's straight rotten. Because looks can be deceiving. Somebody taught me, don't judge a book by the cup. The cover may not look like nothing, but once you open the book and begin to read, hey, it's full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. So I thank God this morning. He's on our side in spite of us. He's for us. Yeah, I thank him for all of this. Hallelujah. All right, I'm going to one more request of the morning. Uh, feel, feel free to press that number one. It don't have to be about the boat. It could be about something else you want to share. It could be your testimony. Today is Friday. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mr. Al Green, pass me not, O gentle faith. Hear my humble cry. Do not pass me by. Yeah, I like that one, too. I like that one, too. And uh, I'm thankful unto the Lord for the words uh, that many put into a song. Some of us, you know, it agree with our spirit. It agree with us. This is my prayer. I'm praying, Lord, don't pass me by. Give my humble cry today. You're the only one I know I can come to. You're the only one that can fix this. No one else can. Yeah, we can just talk to him. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Jerry, I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? Good morning, Sister Barbara. I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm blessed. Blessed. Yes. Oh, Genesee, please don't pass me back. Ooh, it is Friday, and I thank God for a new, a new day. Hallelujah. Every day is a good day, and yes. every day God gives us a second chance. Mm-hmm. Please don't pass me by. My mother used to rock us on our laps and sing that, please don't pass me by. And she would sing this other song, by and by. But she had seven children to rock on her lap. Lord, I thought I was dying just rocking one child on my lap. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I was made like good women like you and my mother and things because you had eight biologic kids. Oh, Lord. <laughs> God knows what every one of us can handle. Amen. Amen. I look at my friends, they say, oh, Jerry, you really can't handle pain. No, I can't. I, man, I, I I, just can't. And then I see and I said, well, he said, that's not what you cut out for. You're not a pain taker. You don't take pain too well. That's why you didn't have one child. You can't do that. You were going to have a child, but you wasn't. You were going to raise multiple children, but you wasn't going to have but one. Oh, God. But I just want to tell God thank you. As I lay here and listen and listen and listen and thank and thank. Lord, I thank you that I don't have the flu today. I thank you found the need to wake me up this morning and start me on my way. I thank you that I'm not in the grave or in the jail or the hospital today. It ain't that I ain't do nothing to be in the grave because I sure don't eat right. It ain't nothing that I didn't do that I'm not in the hospital. And it's not nothing that I didn't do that I don't have the flu. Because... You protect me, Lord, all day long, every day. You can look at Cabot walking around with his shirt and underwear on and no shoes on and walking in and I and say, oh, he's going to get sick. Don't speak those things that are not over him. Mm-hmm. I speak healing and survival over this house. 
We haven't had colds in years. Don't speak that it's not. Don't speak those things that are not. He's not going to get sick. If God said that we are healed, we are safe, and we are well, we're not testing God. We just believe in God. While you seeking sickness over him, you over there sick. He over there eating him an apple. While you saying he's he going to be full of cold, you covered up with shields. Be careful what you say out of your mouth over my child and me in this house. For me in my house, we covered by the Lord. And that's how we're going to stay. So I just want to say, no, we're not perfect. I know I'm not perfect. But I thank God for keeping his everlasting arms around me and my house and my children. In fact, over everybody's house, everybody needs the Lord. So, Lord, keep your hedge of protection all around each and every one of us. And let us know that it is you, O Lord. Nothing we do in ourselves. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Without him, we can do nothing. Without him, we can do nothing. So we may as well go to him and give him our all. Yeah. Let let, let the word do the work. Yeah, Almighty God want to do the work. Because it don't take nothing for him. He can look at a situation and it change instantly. He can speak and it'll come into existence. Let there be light, light appear. Let Baba Bills be paid, they paid. Yeah, let, let Baba Car do this and that. It's done. Let it be paid off. I paid it off a while back. Yeah, I, I could not wait that like until I paid that truck off. I don't know why. He was supplying the, the, the money for it every month. I wasn't. But I just wanted to see it paid off. Yeah. And I'm grateful unto him. Hallelujah. But there's none like him. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So we thank him today. Listen, we are going to one more request of the morning. And when we come back, the studio is open. I want to hear what anybody got to say about that boat this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
seven years she stayed home and did her little thing with her travel business and you know whatever she wanted to do and things were far in 2019 actually in 2018 October of 2018 I was walking to my office one morning and I heard I need you to start packing and I was I, I, I chuckled I, I'm, I'm, everything I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be upfront and tell you exactly my response. And but I chuckled because I was like, I mean, you gave me a six-figure job. I'm, I'm in the height of my career. I, you know, things are going good. You know, family's good and everything. And you're telling me pack. I was like, nah. That was in October. In November again, right before Thanksgiving, I was walking in the office again, and I heard, pack. And again, I chuckled. However, this time, when I walked to the back to the warehouse, I um, said to one of the, 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 the people back there, I said, when you get some boxes, I said, I need about three or four of them. That's it. Whenever you get it, you just bring them up to my office, leave them there outside my office. And, and they sat there. They brought the boxes up the same day, and they sat there for another month. In December, I heard the same thing again. So I went in, and I had this um, bookshelf and stuff in there, and I took all my books down and stuff and put in a box. 
but I didn't touch anything in my desk. And it was like, oh yeah, I started. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm listening. But at the same time, there were in in me, I was like, where am I going? What am I doing if I do this? You know, I have responsibilities. So January came around, and we're fine and everything is good and I heard again pack and this time pack and I knew it was serious there and you know there's a part of me was like where am I going from packing but I did I was obedient I went in and I packed Everything except the things that I needed to use on a daily basis. Everything was packed. And two weeks later, my boss walked in my office, and he said, they're offering a package, and it's the last one that they're going to offer like this where you get all your benefits, you get your retirement, you get everything that the company has offered. You will get it. The last one they're offering, he said, you should consider it. And I, when he walked out, I chuckled, and I said, I'm not going anywhere. So anyway, I have I had a friend in, in, in HR, and I called him up, and I was talking to him, and I asked him, I said, are they ever going to offer another package like this? And he said, no. He said, you have the time, you have the age, and if I were you, I would take it if it's offered to you. Because I never told him that it was offered. He said, if it's offered, you should, you should consider it. So I told him, thank you. And it was in March, March 1st of 2019. My boss kept calling, and we kept, I think we were on a cruise prior to that, and he kept calling, and we kept missing each other. He even drove up to see me, and I wasn't in the office. So finally, we touched bases with each other, and he told me, he said, I'm coming up to see you tomorrow morning, and he drove up early. Usually I get in the office 6.30, quarter to 7, and he beat me to the office. And he said, I had to come see you today. He said, if, if, if you don't voluntarily take the package, I'm going to cut you because you need to take it. And I said, and I just looked at him dead in his face, didn't hesitate. And I said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory, and I shall look unto the hills from whence come up my health. And he sat back in the chair, because he was sitting on the edge of the chair while he was talking to me, and he sat back in the chair, and he said, that's not the response I expected from you. He said, you're making this too easy for me. So he said, I have six people that I have to let go. He said, 
I'll just figure I'll throw this at you to see if it sticks. But he said, I have six people I have to let go, and I don't know I, I don't know how to do it because I've never done that before. I said, I'll go with you. We'll go together and we'll handle it. And we went around the district and did what he needed to do and came back. And I told him, I said, March 31st was going to be my last day. And I said to him, he said, are you going to take all your vacation and leave? I said, no, I can't. I said, I'll, I'll be here. I'll support you, and I'll put in place everything you need for whomever is taking over so that everything will be okay. Now the hard part was going home and tell my wife <laughs> that I just took a package and that I'm leaving a job that I've been at for almost 30 years that's been good to us. I mean, financially, we need it for nothing. So I went home, and when I told her, she just went, okay. <laughs> and that was, that, that was a shocker to me, but then I knew that God had already prepared her for this. But that night when I went to bed, I tossed and I turned because I just couldn't see. And it's like Peter. You you got all you know you're getting all you, you you're looking at him, you're getting off the boat, but now your faith is waning because now you're thinking about what you can do and not what he can do. And I heard get up and go to your phone. And when I go back to my phone, I was searching for a song. And when I, when I searched for it, the song that came on was I Got You, I Got You by Clint Brown. And I just stood and cried that night because I knew then that God got us. Well, from... March of 2019, Two, seven days later, I got offered another job from a, 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 a man that worked with me previously. He was now the vice president of a company, and he heard I was leaving, and he, um, he, came, he came and he got me. So we... Um, Hold up a minute. Good morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he hired me to, to, to work that job and I and, and I got with him and it and I took the job and I and I was working there and right when COVID hit I was back uh, I mean every, all all of financial needs were being met. And I'll say this, I was on track to make almost a half a million dollars that year when COVID hit and the job stopped. But I realized something is that he didn't take me from the other one to put me here because now I'm feeling like I'm, I'm doing this again myself and not him. 
And so that got, COVID came and things slowed down and it's like everything just came to a screeching halt there. And eventually I ended up leaving that company too. Well, I say all this to say that God does provide because we have not missed a meal. We have not missed, we have not been put out of our home. And, and not just our home, but because we were taking care of my mother too. We, we bought a place for her and we're, we're paying both mortgages. And he sustained us. He provided for us, provided for our children. And to anyone that's out there that's doubting what you're hearing that God is telling you to do, keep your eyes on him. Don't listen to what you're hearing. Don't, don't get distracted. Don't get pulled away. Keep your eyes on him. Because when you take your eyes off him, it's when you're going to see and hear other things, and it's going to cause you to start falling like Peter did, and you're going to have to cry out to him. But if you keep your eyes on him, you know, something that I've been doing this year is taking a Bible scripture and focusing on it. And the 23rd Psalm is the one that I've been focusing in on, that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And we will not want for anything. We, he protects us. He keeps us. He leads us to still waters. I was at the beach last Saturday just sitting looking at the ocean. And when I thought about that verse where it says, He lead me beside still waters, if you look at the ocean of how rough it is, and the riptides that come in and the waves and how it can pull you off. He'll never put you in a place where you'll be endangered. He'll always put you in a place where it's steady, clear, and that, that you can always step in and be refreshed. And that's what he has done for us. He keeps refreshing us. He keeps providing for us. You know, Ms. Barbara, I keep hearing you telling the stories of how good God's been to you. But if we were to sit and think of how good he is each and every day, when we wake up every morning, the first thing we'll do is say, thank you, Lord, for keeping us. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for being a good shepherd to us. Thank you, Lord, for loving us in spite of us. But I just wanted to share that this morning. And I haven't told too many people this story, so you guys feel privileged. <laughs> it's not a story that I've told a whole lot. But yeah. be blessed today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What a testimony. What a testimony. Yeah. Because I know this. I know God is faithful. And if he take you out of one thing, that's because he's going to put you in another. And sometimes it's like this. Listen to this. Sometimes we are about to make a mistake. And he'll come in and stop everything. 
what we used to doing, what how we used to cut it off. I know I've sat back a many days, Pastor David. I've sat back a many days and I I was like, well, that was going real good. What happened? And then the Lord showed me an area I was heading into that I really did not want to go. And had I gone into that area, it was going to be worse than I could ever imagine. And I was not going to be happy in no way. Waking up in the mornings would have been miserable because I had to go that way. You see? So God cut it off. Yeah. He he wouldn't let you go in there. Oh, but I can tell you this, David Jackson. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I can tell you this, that's coming again, but uh, just tell God thank you, that's all I'm going to say. That's coming again. Just tell God thank you. Yeah. 30 years. Thank you, Lord. 30 years, my goodness. God is faithful to us. And when you hear him say he won't withhold no good thing from us, that means danger too. He ain't going to let us walk into danger. Oh, God is faithful. God is faithful. Yeah. So just just, just, just keep lifting him up. Lifting him up. And uh, keep going. Just keep going. As the man said, the wolf is at the door, and now the blessings is at your door. They're going to be knocking on your door. The miracles, un- uncommon, is going to knock on your door. All you got to do is praise him. Just tell him thank you. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Keep working on what you're working on in him. Yeah. Because I see you wanting a closer walk. Yeah, I see you want a closer walk. And just keep working. Just keep working. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Keep praying. Keep your personal Bible study life and watch what God <laughs> And see, on, I don't want no foolishness out of you when I'm ready to go shopping. That's all I can say. <laughs> I love it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Oh, he's faithful. He's faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, there's none like him. We can search all over. We won't find nobody, nobody greater than almighty God that have all power. So, so Dr. Goodman, can you lift your hands to the Lord and tell him thank you today? I just tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. I can hear this around you, Dot. I almost gave in. I can hear these words. I was right on the break of a breakthrough I couldn't see. <laughs> the devil thought he had me. Oh, but Jesus came and grabbed me. Hallelujah. God held me close. And he wouldn't let go. Jesus, he held me close. And he wouldn't let go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just tell him thank you, Sister Dot. Just tell him thank you. Just tell him thank you. Just tell him thank you. Hallelujah. Because the enemy want to try you. (laughs) But he can't really try you in the way he really want to. God held me close. (laughs) And he wouldn't let go. No weapon that is formed against you. Today and no other day, Sister Dot, shall prosper. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus that loves you. 
You can always look to the hills. And I see you looking. Hmm. Woo! When we're coming to your help. All of your help comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you. Who made the heavens mm. and the earth? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthened you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He's a way maker. Somebody said he's a promise keeper. Hallelujah. I love him today. I love him. I appreciate him. I'm grateful unto him. Hallelujah. There's none like him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to one more uh, song of the morning. One more request right quick. All right. Yeah, we got enough time to play it. Okay. All right. Here we go. I got several requests for this song. When they first did it, I got on them. So what y'all doing? That's how, that's how I got five on it. What, you got five all of on the weed? What it got? They was like, no, no, no. We got this from the Lord. The Lord put this together. <clears throat> and my daughter told me, me and Bree, we've been working on this for a while. I said, okay. And yesterday I got several requests for this song. So I'm going to play it this morning again for you. Everybody goes there where they at.
hallelujah, hallelujah. Thankful unto God for good gospel music this morning. Music, music. And uh, that's the ropes. And uh, those girls there, I love those sisters. And uh, I love their harmonizing as well. So thankful unto the Lord. Brother Lewis, I know you sent me the song, Get Out the Boat. But I'm having problems, you know, downloading it into the uh, MP3 form and then convert it back into the studio. But nonetheless, we can play it tomorrow. Yeah, that's a nice country gospel song. I love it. Angels in the room. When I get ready to go, God going to have somebody there. Yeah. And uh, who will go with me if I have any kind of feeling of being afraid or being scared or anything like that. Yeah. Angels going to be in the room. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him. If no one else have anything they would like to say this morning, I will pray, I mean, I will pray out and uh, we pray the Lord bring us back Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Because we know Peter uh, got scared. You know, they, they were a little frightened when they saw this figure coming on the water. But then as they got closer, and then God saw, Jesus saw that they were afraid. He spoke out to them. Yeah. And so we know that he'll do the same for us. Hallelujah. Good morning to you, 907. God, God bless you this morning. Thank God for seeing that area code. And uh, thank God for being in the blessing business. Hallelujah. Grateful, grateful. All right, we're going to pray out. And uh, we pray the Lord sent us again back tomorrow morning. I mean, Monday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day, Friday, February 3rd, 2023. And Father, we know there's nothing too hard for you to do. We know that you are an on-time God for us. You don't always come when we think or feel we need you right now. But Father, you're always on time. And we are grateful to you. We appreciate you. We love you this morning. Thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, hallelujah, and what you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And this weekend, Father, I ask that you will shower your people with uncommon blessings and miracles and give them uncommon favor this weekend. Lord, bring us all back safe on Monday morning in the name of Jesus. Again, today, we realize yesterday is gone, and tomorrow is not promised. But, Father, we have today, and we can make this day the best day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to keep our mind on you. It's you that will keep us in perfect peace. Help us to look to the hills for every little situation. Yeah, because all our help comes from you. Oh, it comes from you. Almighty God, Jehovah. And we thank you this morning. As we depart this morning... Father, bless our going out and bless our coming in. Meet every need today according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you're on our side and that you're working out miracles for us right now. We thank you today. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Lord, watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, 
go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed weekend. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this weekend, starting February 3rd, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going into our last song. And after this last song, I won't be coming back today. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, okay. Bro, Cal, I'm, I'm going to end with your request, your favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Little small house, big family Seven kids and I'm the baby But I'm grown now And I'm like, praise the Lord Cause everything I've been praying for Is finally knocking on my door And it's so, so loud And I'm gonna take it
always running out fast. Louis, Louis, Louis. <laughs> ah.